What's good, Denver? What's good, Denver? I hope you guys are doing excellent. What's good, Denver is a weekly celebration of culture and discovery and fun stuff to do in Denver for kids, couples, singles, and old timers. I'm Ryan Estes with Olivia L. Boogie, Lorienti. You know what I was noticing? L. Boogie is a, is a shout out to the Fugees. Is it? And Lauren Hill, that was L. Boogie. Yeah. But you got a very Fuji-esque name, Olivia Lorienti. It could be very much like Fuji La. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ooh la la la. Ooh la la la. Yeah. Anybody call you ooh la la? You no. could be the first. No, I've got all the weird <laughs> nicknames. That's a new one, though. Okay. We got Tom, the hoodie Don Donahue. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the Kareem Jackson of podcasting, Troy Higgins. And we were just talking about Broncos a little bit. But, Troy, have you been following this Kareem Jackson case this season? Kareem Jackson case. No. Let's- Kareem Jackson, he's a safety for the Broncos. And he's been suspended three times now. Oh, <laughs> and yes. ejected from games for like, what do they call it? Targeting? Yeah, I saw the, the one. Was it against Dobbs, the Vikings quarterback, the last one? Yeah. 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 It yeah, was yeah. against Dobbs. Yeah. And, you know, he's gotten into trouble with the league for, you know, turning his body into a torpedo and like just lighting people up. But he's an old school player. He's like 13, 14 years in the league, you know? Yeah. So, so this is how he plays. He got suspended. He got a four-game suspension for that hit. Now, I want to break down this hit really quick because it's a little bit odd circumstance. Red zone, he's on defense. So it's third and one, okay? Dobbs is not under center. I forget his name, but the tight end is under center. Like we're doing some kind of like variation on the Wildcat. He takes the, the snap. He pitches it to Dobbs, who the quarterback, who's now essentially a running back, right? He's running up the field, and, you know, it's third and one. So, like, literally, if you get to the line of scrimmage and fall forward, that's first down, you know? So what is the defense supposed to do? Well, what Kareem Jackson did is turn himself into torpedo, and, like, his, his shoulder hits Dobbs and pushes him back. Now, he, does, he, he doesn't do the crown of the head. He hits him hard. You know, but like this is football. It's what you're supposed to do. So because of that, no, no penalty, no penalty in the game, no no consequence for that hit in the game. But as a result, after the game, four game suspension. Dude, four game. That's what Tom Brady got for Deflate Gate. <laughs> he was intentionally cheating with the ball and got mm-hmm. four game suspension. You know, this third and one. Your safety, what are you supposed to do? I say free Kareem Jackson. That's what I say. I think he might have an appeal with the league. He might get that that uh, yeah. verdicts lessened. But if the quarterback's running and going to be getting a first down and they don't slide or anything, like. Dad, what, what are you going to do? You, you have to protect yourself as a running back. I mean, come on, man. I think Tom Brady, I, he, I know he had a comment. I don't know if it was um, directly reactionary to this situation, but he made a comment that there's ton of mediocrity in the league today and that the offensive players are basically they're responsible for protecting themselves the defensive players aren't responsible for uh you know protecting them and that's how it was when he played and um i think it's kind of a result of the nfl also wanting to kind of limit um the defense to uh, influence more scoring because obviously you know that's what 
drives ratings and audience and you know so they they want more scoring and i think that's part of it but it's definitely not the old school way anymore you're seeing some really ticky tacky stuff now like like this he said there's a lot of mediocrity in the league yeah he said it on a <laughs> podcast recently i th- it might have been in response to this suspension yeah but it could have just been in general but yeah it was a it was a good quote yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've just been really coming after Kareem because, I mean, he he's notorious for this. He's done his whole career. He ended, He's edited several careers. Uh, I, I forget. It might have been Alex Smith. It was definitely a quarterback where he, like, broke his leg. Mm. Like, he's he's a crazy – in the Pro Bowl, this was maybe nine years ago. The Pro Bowl now is basically touch football, you know? I don't know. It is. But – yeah, it's like touch football. They're just screwing no around. Trying to get hurt there. Yeah, they're like, dude, we're not. We're this is our career, mm-hmm. and it might have been because of Kareem Jackson. Because in the Pro Bowl, they it's fourth and long. They're like, all right, bring out our Pro Bowl punter, and the Pro they call a fake punt, and so he's running around the end. And dude, Kareem Jackson hits this punter, like might be the biggest hit I've ever seen in my life. And just like staggering violence in the Pro Bowl. Oh my God. <laughs> so I think the league hates Kareem Jackson. But nonetheless, I love the guy. I love the guy. Heidi was very upset, you know, at the at the previous hit. She's like, what's he doing? What who, is anybody even a fan? I'm like, dude, Ozzo has his jersey. Ozzo, go put it on. <laughs> put it on. It's great. Oh, anyway. Mm-hmm. That's the intro. Okay. So today's feature is going to be Sagittariusness for some reason. Because. Be, yeah, because it's my birthday. It's today. Ryan's yeah. birthday episode. Happy birthday, yeah. Ryan. Yeah, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. And I don't know if any of us are are well versed in uh uh astrology. Nope. No, no. But we're gonna give mm-hmm. it our best shot to talk about Sagittariusness. Um but yeah, it is a happy birthday. I'm 46 today. Thanks for bringing me into this world, Mama. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to follow the show, go to kitcaster.com forward slash Denver and subscribe to YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Today's sponsor is Samana Float Center. We have Olivia scheduled for a float on Sunday, and I know Tom's yes. going soon. Mm-hmm. Um, Denver, if you're looking for a nice place to relax, especially as we're coming into the ski season, you're going to go to the hill. You know the first day on the hill, you're going to be totally sore. You know, the best mm-hmm. thing to do is schedule that float the day after your your first sesh on the hill to fully recover. There is nothing like weightlessness in a warm, salty bath of Epsom salts to recover that body. That's samanafloat.com, 26th and Larimer. Shout out to them for sponsoring the show. And today, our music, as always, is brought to you by Troy Higgins. So let's jump into events. As we're looking at the event calendar, obviously the holidays are in full swing and we have a full stack of fun holiday stuff to do. Tom, you want to start us off? For sure. Let me pull up my list right here. All right. Um, Also, we got some great ski powder, 4K uh, compilations going on behind us. So Inspiration. Getting inspired for this season coming up. Mountains are open, so get out there. I'm going in January for the first time, actually. Nice. Mm -hmm. Where are you going to go, Troy? Uh, Big Bear. Yeah, so I'll need some pointers before I head out. I remember you said butt pads. Is that a thing? (laughs) Yeah. If you want to, yeah, you could definitely wear some butt pads. I mean, I'm not going to be like a good for the. 
a first timer. I mean, nah, no one's gonna see it. You have your snow pants on. Okay. You skiing or snowboarding? Snowboarding first for the first time. So, ooh, okay. Yeah. You probably want to get wrist protection too, or just wrap yeah, your wrists. Wrist guards are good. Probably a good idea. If you're if you know how to fall and it, well, you never put your wrists out, but obviously, yeah, yeah, just go like this, yeah. Oh yeah, Troy's just a park. Up. Troy's a parkour guy. He's probably going to be like doing three sixties on the oh, first day. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I skated and parkour surfing, so I feel like I'll get the hang of it like decently quick. But I'm expecting some pain for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's in. It's just a little bit different than those. Uh, it's not really. It's, if you know some board sports, you'll be fine. Yeah. Hell yeah! I was a, the first time I ever went. I had to go on this super long, hard trail. <laughs> I'm like. Go straight to the park. It's like I'm I'm hitting rails today and got it done. I think I landed a box on the first day. Did you really? Yeah. Your first day Man. ever. Yeah. <laughs> just like a ride on one. This Crazy. one that you just but uh no, that that long like flat trail was a struggle. It's a two hour to get to the park. <laughs> yeah, it took me forever. I ended up I was walking a lot of it, but Thanks to my brother for taking me on that trail. But um, anyway, so first thing that I got is the Cherry Creek Holiday Market. We're prepping for a holiday market invasion. There's a lot of them actually in Denver. There is. That happened. Um, I've not been to this one yet, so I'm mentioning it because I want to check it out. But the Cherry Creek Holiday Market, it's at Fillmore Plaza. It's going on now through December 24th. So uh, check that one out. I know that there's the big... Um, Capitol Hill one, or, or what's that? What's the grass called at, at the Capitol? They got a name for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the, it's a, not the pavilion, no. What is that? It might be the pavilion. I don't know. Same place where the Nugget Celebration was, but they have a huge holiday market there as well. I'm going to keep an eye out for that one. I don't think it's started yet. But um, that is another one coming up. And then on Friday at 10 a.m., I threw this in there. If you're looking for a new tech job in Denver. They got the Denver Tech Career Fair. Um, this is something that I think they were doing at the tech center, but they've actually moved it this time to a virtual event. So anyone could just go on and join it as a virtual event. And I guess they, apparently a lot of people get like hired from this. So if you're in the tech space, there's a budding tech scene in Denver. If you're trying to um, try something new or just see what's out there or just learn about tech jobs in Denver, you should check that out. It's cool. So, yeah, it's a virtual event. This is for like software engineers, uh, product managers, data scientists, AI, machine learning people, um, data analysts. I'll just finish the list. UI, UX design, marketing, and sales in the tech space. So you could check that out. It's from Career Crossroads. And yeah, it's virtual, so you don't even have to go anywhere, and it's free. Sick. Check that out. And then, um, last but not least, there's a bare knuckle fighting event happening this weekend. God dang! Yeah. So the BYB Twenty Two Rocky Mountain Brawl. Where is this at? Showing the link there right now. Forgot to put it in. Bare Knuckle Fight League. It's it's not the uh, the big Bare Knuckle Fight League, but it is a Bare Knuckle Fight League. Um, that's going to be Saturday, December 2nd at 7 p.m. It's at the Stockyards Event Center. Okay. Which I don't know if you know where that is. It's just like a little bit north of here. Yeah. Um, 
That's cool. So is it, is it MMA or, or is it boxing? I think it's MMA. Let, let's see. It's definitely MMA. Cool. Uh, BYB Brutal. Extreme Bare Knuckle Fighting Series. I watched a documentary on that, and I don't know if I'd be up for that in person. It's pretty brutal. I think it's crazy. I think I told you guys, I don't know if it was on the podcast, that um, I have some friends in the pro MMA scene in Mexico, and we went to this bare knuckle fight in like a barn, essentially. <laughs> That's, yeah. And I. I saw some things like they also the medical attention was very questionable. I saw oh a good buddy of mine named Mauro like busted up his lip and they used a fish hook to sew it back together. God it, dang. I don't I wouldn't go again. So yeah, that seems enter at your own risk. You know, the, the the logic behind it, though, is from an MMA standpoint is the grappling could be better because they don't have the gloves. And mm. and it might be in some it's obviously going to be bloodier, p- perhaps. I mean, I don't know though. MMA, you can use elbows, but yeah, but every punch is pretty much breaking skin with the bare knuckles. So the problem though is that like you can't really throw haymakers as much because your hands aren't protected. So like you're you'll break your hand on someone's head if you like hit them weird or mm-hmm. your thumb or something, and then your hands done. Or worse, compound fracture of the finger, which I saw on the, oh. on the documentary. Yeah, they're <laughs> definitely breaking hands. Yeah, and, but and faces as well. Trigger warning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Retroactive. So sorry for bringing that one up, but yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean, if you're into that, it's probably going to be sick. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, December 2nd. And that is 30 bucks for the cheapest ticket. So check that one out. I'm, I'm kind of in for that. That sounds pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I'm interested to know that it even exists. And like, I didn't know Denver had a scene for that. So thanks for bringing it up. It's yeah. Intriguing. A huge fight scene out here. Well, yeah. I knew we had a fight scene, but I didn't know we had a. Like bare, a knuckle. bare knuckle situation. This is the first bare knuckle event that I've seen. Yeah, I haven't so. heard about them either. Yeah, but, it's... Uh, that's happening. So, who wants to go? Olivia, you want to give us some events? Yeah, let's do it. Um, mine are a little bit more tame. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna... <laughs> the Christmas market. Okay. A... All the knuckles are covered in my events. <laughs> I had a Christmas market and a job fair. I'm talking, bare knuckle talking trash, Tom. <laughs> one bare knuckle fight. Yeah, my list is going to be pretty lame now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, mine's pretty quaint. I'm going to kick it off with Camp Christmas. This is an event that happens every year at Stanley Market. Now, I'm really excited. I'm going with some friends this weekend. I don't usually go for like holiday experiential things, but this is drag queen centric. So (laughs) they're describing it as 15,000 square feet of 360 degree uh, Yuletide cheer. There are going to be craft cocktails. There's going to be drag Santa, uh, fairy bars and fairy bars. And um, pun trees. So I'm excited for nice. all of that. <laughs> um, that's going on until December 24th at the hangar at Stanley Market. It sounds like the antidote for seasonal dis- depression disorder. Right. You know, you need to go Seriously. see Drag Santa. I'm, yeah, I'm taking my seasonal effective ass all the way over there. <laughs> uh, the next thing that I'm looking out for is the Sondheim on Sondheim. And this is happening at the JCC Mizell Arts and Cultural Center, uh, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays until December 10th. So if you're a musical theater or a theater nerd at all, you know Sondheim, Stephen Sondheim. Completely changed the game. 
Uh, my favorite by him is Sweeney Todd, but he also did West Side Story and Candide and um, many, many others. So this is a play about his life and career. And like I said, it's playing three times a week until the 10th Cool in Glendale. And then my last one is um, they do have a lot of events coming up, but it's kind of an ongoing thing. And this is the Lighthouse Writers Workshop. I had never heard of them until this week. They're on my radar because they have three workshops on the second. Mm -hmm. So you can go check that out this week. They're doing a revision workshop, a nonfiction writing workshop, and some other ones. Um, but they have youth and adult classes. They have community programs, fellowships, different kinds of writing communities. They've been in Denver for 20 years, cool. um, which I, I'd never heard of them. So it's really exciting. They have a lot of awards, a couple Westward best ofs, and they're really just trying to make high quality arts education accessible in our community. So check out Lighthouse Writers Workshop. Yeah. That sounds so cool. I, that's one thing I miss about school is talking about writing. Or like when writing was really important. Yeah. You know, it's cool. Neat. Okay. When I got a couple of things. It. Yeah. When we needed it. <laughs> now we just now ask we our, everything. Yeah. We ask our machines to do it for us. Mm -hmm. Cool. So Wednesday, I'm going with the Denver Nuggets versus Houston Rockets. I'm a little sports heavy this week because, uh, you know, maybe it's just a between, you know, the buffs football, which still respect to their season, but the buffs boys and girls basketball, <laughs> killing it. Nuggets. Killing it. Broncos, it's amazing. Um, so, you know, Heidi's really into um, the Nuggets this year. So I got Fubo, which I got to tell you, as much as I love the Nuggets, and, I, you know, you pay 100 bucks a month for Fubo, which is worth it to watch the games. Hmm. But, dude, for 100 bucks a month, you expect this app to be absolutely perfect. A hundred? Yeah, the Fubo.tv thing. I don't know why. Why is that where we're all paying to see stuff now? It's ridiculous. What, it, I, what even I is don't like Fubo. Fubo. I do not like it's Fubo. It's just a it's a football or soccer yeah. streaming thing from like Europe or something, but that's what has all the like it's got local the abs abs yeah. and the and the nuggets. You can't mm. even watch the games without that. Mm -hmm. And it's a hundred bucks a month. That's wild. Really? So it's like that's the only thing. It's like I already got cable or whatever. So like I just get Fubo for the nuggets. And it sucks, dude. Like the stream gets interrupted. It goes like low quality. Dang. Like it gets all glitchy. I'm like, dude, this is crazy. So again, you know, Kroenke, love him and hate him. Hate him for the Fubo. Love him because he creates championships. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm stricken. Anyway, I'll be watching Fubo, Denver Nuggets. I'm not going to the game. But they are playing Wednesday at 7 o'clock. I need to get some tickets to some Nuggets games because I'm hyped about this season. Yeah. Um, fun. Yeah. I'm also featuring a Winterfest, which is – non-denominational so not necessarily uh christmas oriented but it's it's for south pearl street so this kind of dovetails into the little interview i did with tori last week um so you can go down there and check out hazel art bar because on friday uh south pearl street's doing a whole vendor fair and, and like winter fest thing down there so mm. i'm sure that'll be adorable uh we've got uh sunday december 3rd uh at 3 p.m at the cu event center is uh cu men's basketball versus pepperdine waves that's kind of cool. The waves. I didn't realize Pepperdine that. Pepperdine waves. Pepperdine waves. So go check them out. Um, CU girls basketball. I think they're like top five still. They beat LSU. So Dang. CSU is just, or I'm sorry, CU is just killing it right now. 
Let's go buff. So, sorry, Tom. I said CSU there for a second, and then I had to oh, correct man, myself. Yeah, no, they probably not. <laughs> but they usually do have good men's basketball. Yeah, they do. CSU. They do. They do for sure. I'm not sure. I haven't seen where they are, but they're usually top 25. They make it to the tournament pretty much. Their women's year. basketball, though, might be, like, really good. Yeah. Where last year, they were definitely really good. Yeah. CSU's good at basketball, lacrosse. Mm. They're really good at and then. I feel like women's soccer is really good there too. That's it. CSU doesn't have baseball, do they? Um, I know there's like a baseball field, but I don't remember hearing anything about a baseball game. In I think my it's like career. yeah, it's like club. CU doesn't have baseball either. It's weird that Colorado is like so underrepresented in baseball. No baseball. I think DU has baseball. I think they do. Yeah, I, I literally drove past the field the other day. Yeah, um, but DU is big on hockey. Yeah. Lacrosse. Yeah, hockey, lacrosse, those games. Soccer. Yeah, I'm just into uh, uh, college sports right now. I mean, and high school sport. It's so fun to go. Like, there's everyone's fired up. Yeah. You know, like an NFL game, it, I'd feel pretty safe, but it's kind of dodgy. And yeah. the, the fans are kind of embarrassing looking. <laughs> I just can't help, like, <laughs> you look at them you know, drunk and just, like, hanging over the rails with their gear that they've been They've been collecting for a decade, and they're wearing it all in one day. I don't know. Just like. That sounds a little icky. I, You know it's bad if you'd rather associate with literal teenagers. You're like, I'm going <laughs> yeah. to high school. I'm going to do this. I'm watching these kids play the game. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah. So check that out. The last thing is not this weekend. It's at, Rather, it's in a week. But it's Uller Fest in Breckenridge, which is an absolute party. So I, I booked a show. I was playing with my band. It's 2003, and I booked a show in Breck. And it just so happened to be Ullerfest. I didn't know what Ullerfest was or anything. So we drive up to Breck because we had a radio spot. We're doing, like, radio promotion for the show that night. So mm -hmm. we're up there at, like, noon. And I swear to God, dude, people are, like, doing keg stands and taking shots at noon. I'm like, what in the hell is going on right here? Dang. Like, there, people were getting after it early. So we get to do the radio show, and I'm, I'm talking to the DJ guy. And I'm like, dude, what's going on? They're like, dude, it's Uller Fest. I'm like, oh, I don't understand what that is. And they're like, dude, this is the party in Breckenridge. So it's in Breck. When is it? It's uh, December 7th through 8th. Mm -hmm. So I think this is this might be where the ski shot comes from. Oh, yeah. From, oh. from Uller Fest. So I think there's like, there's like Viking games where they're throwing hatchets, and there's like fires they build a lot of fires There's fires yeah. there are fires there <laughs> they do big fires at yeah. this. so we played at that club it's at, at the end of main street tom i don't know if you know what the name of it is but it's on the left hand side at the end down in the basement uh cecilia's yeah yeah oh my god with the stripper pole yeah and there's like what that could fit about 300 people right oh yeah it's but there's like six rooms in there i was well i was in breckenridge uh over the weekend. Yeah. And we almost went to Cecilia's, but I think sometimes they close early. But uh, Breckenridge just got the scene. It was a, what, I was there on a Wednesday night. Well, I guess it was Thanksgiving Eve. But there was a bunch of people out um, <laughs> out in the town in Breckenridge. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, there's a strong local community there. I mean, I, I assume so still. But there definitely was back then. And so, like, we... 
We got there. We we probably loaded it in at ten, and the DJ. I mean, it was it was packed and sold out, and people were like going bananas before yeah. we even started. It was, and that place, Cecilia's, is where the party goes down in, <laughs> in Breck. Totally. I, I mean, we end the night, and there's like twenty five girls on stage and guys, and they're just like getting you know more and more naked. You know, <laughs> there's a stripper pole. I think that's what it's for. <laughs> Yeah, so I remember I we had a load out. We load out. I go through an intersection. My door flies open for some reason. I get pulled over. Uh, Breckenridge PD is like, uh, sir, you reek of alcohol. And I'm like, you know what? All respect. I know that's the case because I was playing at this bar and they're like literally throwing beer and champagne everywhere. Like they're going bananas. He's like, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, get home safe. I was like, get home I safe. couldn't believe it. <laughs> couldn't believe it. I threw, I threw my car in reverse after the, the police officer sped away, and I end up rear or hit another car <laughs> behind me. And I get out, and the, the hood's all folded up. I'm like, oh, my God, this night's going to never end. And then I go around the corner, and this girl gets out, this lady. And I'm like, Amber? She's like, oh, Ryan. I was like, did I just hit your car? She's like, yeah. I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. Can I pay you to get this fixed? She's like, no problem. So randomly, I also hit Amber, my friend Amber in Breckenridge, who wow. was just up there coincidentally. That's good. End of story. Anyway, Uller Fest is coming December 7th through 8th, which is a blast up in Breck. But definitely, definitely do not go up there and drive home. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> nice. All right. So let's let's wrap this with the – oh, no, we got a couple things. We got our feature, and then we got highlights from last week. So we're going to go through this feature real quick, and we're going to talk about Sagittariusness, although – None of us are particular experts on it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start here and just go through a list that I, I found that is 100 popular Sagittariuses. But it doesn't stop there. There's actually 500 Sagittarius Dang. lists. So well, I, I probably qualified as like 501. Um, but maybe by, by talking about some of these celebrities, there will be a thread that you mm -hmm. can put together of what goes through here. Hey, oh, Hitchcock. Hitchcock Joseph Stalin. Oh. You know? Yeah. <laughs> the thread has already developed. Stalin, <laughs> yeah. You've got Bruce Lee. You've got Jimi Hendrix. You've got Jim Morrison for the 60s and 70s. Uh, Taylor Swift. You've got Ty Cobb. I know you've got Jon Stewart. You've got Nicki Minaj. You've got Ludwig van Beethoven. You've got Franz Ferdinand. You've got Mary Queen of Scots. I don't know if there is a thread here that's developing. No. Mm. I believe that the, the best thread you could pull would be between Jimi Hendrix, Bruce Lee, and me. Okay. Yeah. Those are the only three things you need to know nice. about Sagittarius. No, no Taylor Swift? <laughs> oh, she's in there. He Why just, do I know that her birthday right is over her. December 13th or like December 3rd or something? You know what Why it is? Why is Taylor Swift invading my mind? Why do I even know that? Well, she is in the collective consciousness now, unfortunately. Yes. She's got too much real estate in our brains. But how did that happen? She's just America's whatever it is. Also, I'm not saying anything negative about T Taylor Swift. I'm scared of the Swifties. Yeah. They'll come for us. You know what I mean? T-Swift is... Got it going on. Pablo Escobar, Sagittarius. Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, Pablo. Sagittarius. I feel like Rodney Dangerfield's a good representative because he's got this like, this like um, great self-deprecation, perhaps self-loathing, but matched with an extraordinary amount of confidence. <laughs> you know, mm. like how does that happen? You're like, everybody look at me because I'm terrible. 
but I love that guy. I love that. Joe DiMaggio, Larry Bird. It's hard to tell from sports players, you know? I don't know who Bonnie Price Charlie is, but handsome lady. <laughs> Good looking wig. <laughs> yeah. Crazy horse. That's pretty dope. I know that that is not a picture of him. He was never photographed. And I don't know how they, if they have his ad or his birthday. Who's that? Crazy horse. Yeah. He was a great Lakota chief and warrior that they, well, we won't go into that. That gets sad. There's also but he was a beast. Uh, is a monument in Custer, South Dakota that's constantly under construction to Crazy Horse. I think I went the last time I went when I was was when I was like 12, and they've still really only got a little bit carved out. But someday it's going to be Crazy Horse. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's like some Scandinavian dude that's doing a Mount Rushmore. Only it's Crazy Horse, and mm -hmm. it's like five times as big as Mount Rushmore. Mm -hmm. They do a laser show on it. Sick. Yeah. 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 It's kind of controversial because some of the, some of the, uh, Lakota folks are like, Hey, uh, appreciate the sentiment, but like, we don't want you carving the rock. Yeah. Why don't you just leave it, bud? <laughs> Stop carving the rock. But the dude's family, he's like from Norway or something. He's like, what are you talking about? We love crazy horse. He's like, I'm helping. <laughs> yeah. I love crazy horse. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's like, dude, you're, you, the effort is good, but like in the wrong direction, bro. Yeah. What are you doing? All right. Scarlett Johansson, Dick Van Dyke. Oh, George Armstrong Custer. We got all kinds of Old West characters. Britney Spears. And Jane Fonda. Ted Bundy. Hey, there you go. Ted Bundy. Know. That's a good one. That's, that's a great one. Chico Mendez. I don't know who that is. Who else we got? Henry VI of England. Okay. Mila Jovovich. Oh, I like her. Chad Bozeman, rest in peace. Steven Spielbergo. Bob Barker. That's a good way. To, Sagittarius. That's a good top of the list right there. Sagittarius. All Sagittariuses will ask you to reach into their pocket to get a $100 bill. <laughs> Just like Bob Barker. <laughs> Bob Barker. You guys have anything to contribute to the Sagittariusness today? I got Sagittarius facts. Sagittarius constellation facts. Nice. Cool, yeah. Nice. So um, let me uh, just read off some stuff. Um, Sagittarius is the 15th largest constellation in the sky, um, occupying an area of 867 square degrees, if anyone knows what that means. Um, I don't. Nope. Um, and it's located in the fourth quadrant of the southern hemisphere, visible at latitudes between plus 55 north and minus 90 south. Nice. Or north. I don't know, I don't know how they say that. These What's are up there? deep cuts right here. These are Either way, it's good visible fact. from Colorado, so everyone should know that. You can see it. I don't think you can see it all the time, but you can definitely see it. Um, hold on. I have some other stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sagittarius has seven stars brighter than magnitude 3.0, which means they're pretty bright, and three stars located within 10 parsecs of Earth. Whoa. A parsec is uh, 32.6 light years. Not the parsecs. So we got, and all of the. <laughs> is that close or far? 32 parsecs. Is that, is that close? 10 parsecs. 10 parsecs. Which is equal to, oh, maybe one parsec is 3.26 light years. 
Uh, it's 10 parsecs for 32.6 light years, which is far. Far. Yeah. Really far. Everything's really far. Yeah, that's far. Everything's super, super far. Um, 17 stars make up, 17 named stars, and they all have planets. Oh, wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. 17 named stars. There's actually 32 total stars um, with confirmed planets and exoplanets and all that stuff. So Sagittarius In the Sagittarius, got, they have planets on them? Oh, yeah, they all got wow. confirmed planets. Confirmed. Uh, confirmed. Confirmed, confirmed. Not suspected planets. I don't know what messier objects are, but it, Sagittarius contains 15 messier objects. Um, maybe like meteors and stuff. Um, and then so in Greek mythology, Sagittarius represents a centaur, which I think we know that. Um, but there was one more cool. Oh, yeah. So Sagittarius, the Sagittarius constellation um, takes its roots from Sumerian mythology. Um, someone named Eratosthenes, Eratosthenes associated it with Crotus, a mythical creature with two feet and a satyr's tail who was the nurse to the nine muses, the daughters of Zeus. Whoa. So That's this cool. is where Sagittarius started from. Well, in Sagittarius, it's a centaur, but he's an archer, right? Yeah. So he's mm-hmm. shooting arrows. But you can imagine how that got started. Like the first time you see like the cavalry shooting arrows at you, and it would seem like it's like a four-legged like Mm. animal that's like shooting at you you know you'd be like oh my god yeah what yeah. Have, what have these horses figured out they grew arms so a lot of Thumbs. different mythologies have um sagittarius involved here and it's all centaur like god um, in babylonian mythology it's called nurgle <laughs> <laughs> okay it's and called what with nurgle Nurgle. That's decidedly less cool <laughs> than a lot of these. Depicted with two heads, one human and one panther. Also has oh. wings and the stinger of a scorpion positioned above a horse's tail. Dang. They need to rename that. Right? Yes. <laughs> that whoever whoever awesome. thought of that was in a good headspace. That's the Babylonian <laughs> version. Yeah. That one's crazy. Uh, uh, yeah. So I kind of feel like mine is a good segue from yours. Do you guys want to do trivia? Sure. Yes. Okay. I am going to do, since the Sagittarius is the archer, I'm going to do archer trivia and I'm going to do three questions. I'm going to ask that you guys concur on an answer in order to submit it. Okay. All right. First one, the steppe warriors ruled the Eurasian steppe by developing many new technologies and war strategies. One of these was a new kind of composite bow they could shoot from their horses with superior range to the English longbow. What did the steppe warriors do to improve their bows? A, they treated their bows with honey. B, they used sinew. C, they treated their bows to drinks after each battle, which kept the morale, morale high. Bows do like to drink. They do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm assuming they all were using sinew for their for their uh, string of the bow. Okay. I, th- I think th- I think it's a. You I think, think it's? I think they treat seasoned it with honey. I'm not sure. These are like the Mongols, right? Yeah. 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 The yeah. step maybe warriors this, became the Mongols. Maybe the sugars and the honey like stiffened the wood up of the bow. And yeah. made it have more power. 
these guys are legendary horsemen. Yeah. yeah. I would have went well, with Sinew, but I if it's two to one with A, let's let's go. I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys split. I don't know why I felt like I wanted you guys all to choose the same well, thing. Wait, 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 wait. What else would they be using if it was? Because sinew was like tendons from mm-hmm. animals. Would they be using like intestines or something? Ooh. Wait, they, for what? Like, for like what, the string. For, for the string. Don't they use it like, I thought it was like horse hair. Uh, that's for like violin bow. Oh. So the answer is they used sinew. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. They used sinew and horn. They would actually sure use it. horn on, because it was like, the bow would actually go like 180, well, actually almost 360 degrees around, and it would like be bent this way, and then they would pull it, and it would bend completely all the way open, the if that way. makes sense. Oh, so it was really strong. Okay, so step warriors were using sinew. Two, Cupid, the ancient Roman god of love, is often depicted as a mischievous archer whose arrows inspired love or passion. Where did the name Cupid come from? A, his full name is actually Cupidicus. <laughs> B, bitter and jolted ex-lovers were tired of that stupid baby making them fall in love, but had to admit he was kind of cute. Cute and stupid form, formed Cupid. Mm-hmm. C, Cupid, which means to desire, derives from the Latin word cupere. I'm going with the Latin I derivative. Like it's probably Latin. Yeah. I mean, I feel it's like either A or C. Stupid. Either A or C. Yeah, it's not B. Let's go C. We're going not be. C is correct. Nice. It's it's nice. a good thing that like what, what do they call that? Epistemology or epimology? Uh, etymology. Etymology. There you go. Etymology mm-hmm. isn't isn't done now. People would use like <laughs> you know uh, Latin and Greek words. Now they just like take cute and stupid and chop them up and be like it's cupid. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly yeah. how he's, it he's got res, whatever <laughs> that means. Modern. Uh, so the last one according to world archery following the introduction of archery to the 1900 olympics archers had to compete in a competition where the target was a live what a a pigeon b a forcibly airborne chicken c a dodo bird okay what was the first one a pigeon Pigeons can actually fly. That's the only one. Yeah, I feel like pigeon has got to be. I mean, or is that too hard? Not a forcibly airborne chicken. <laughs> that <laughs> seems like it'd be the, the easiest one. <laughs> they were just throwing chickens. The dodo bird is just on the ground. I feel like, you know, dodo bird was too rare. They cont- yeah. They the <laughs> That's why they're extinct. I thought, yeah, there was too much, too many competitions. Yeah. yeah. Pigeon seems like the most logical. I don't know how they're containing it. They must have a big indoor space for Just this. But. In a cage, let them out, it starts flying, and then shoot it. Yeah, the pigeons are very ample, so maybe they're just giving pigeons like a last chance to like at the Olympics. They're like, if you make it out of here, you're good. You're free, so you just, They just start flying, and then, but you just have the best archers in the world trying to get you on your way out. Ooh. I think I've, that sounds kind of... Kind of crazy, so I feel like that might be what what's going on. That sounds like the worst spectator sport ever. Yeah, Dude, yeah. he's shooting over here and he missed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The crowd is like too close. Like, oh. oh, it's definitely a. It's a pigeon. It's a. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's all the archery. Uh, archery from you guys got two out of three, which by wait wait don't tell me standards. You guys won. Nice. Congrats. Nice. Well, I don't know. I what were they using before sinew? It was wood. 
uh, like the main body of the bow was wood. I think. Oh, the body was made out of sinew. Oh, the, the body was made out of horn. I think. Horn. And then I thought that if I used horn and sinew, you guys would for sure know that that was the right one. Oh, so we we did get it right. I kind of messed you around <laughs> for my own entertainment. Um, I've never seen a bow made out of horn. I would look it up because it's crazy the way that it the way that it naturally bends with no string attached is exactly the opposite of the way that it bends when they used it. It's cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that that the the step in the Mongols. I, it, it's a, it borders on like old west because I love the old west too. Largely, like, same thing though, but it's like the a horse culture on a great prairie. Mm-hmm. Prairie because you the 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 eastern plains of Colorado and the and the great prairies of Colorado is exactly the same pretty much. Yeah, as the steppe, and mm-hmm. so you have human on horseback, and they can get all those big migratory herds. So cool. I went to, so my family has a friend group of people that we do these things called top that talks, which is like we do our own Ted talks where we just go over to each other's houses and learn, like listen to people talk about things for two hours. The first one we did was on the step warriors. Cool. So I know a weird amount about the step warriors and like how they brought about fiefdom because the, like all the adjacent territories just kept getting overrun and taken over by the steps over and over again. So they had to create a system to defend themselves. And then we got fiefdom. Fiefdom comes from the people defending against the Mongols. Because if they didn't have like protection over a territory, then the Mongols would come and take it away. Yeah. But then it also created kind of the rise and fall of like, they started feeling secure and then it got taken over by like a new kind of landlord situation. Yeah. Anyway, it's good stuff. What about you, Troy? Do you have any Sagittarius? Yeah, so things? I was curious. I just wanted to see because um, I'm a Capricorn, so I'm a go. I'm not super into zodiac signs, but you know, um, broken clock can be right twice a day. So you know, there's <laughs> they can get it right. <laughs> so I looked up Sagittarius and Capricorn love compatibility according to GaneshaSpeaks.com. Well, <laughs> Actually, what are you? What are you telling me, Troy? It's actually pretty spot on. Um, <laughs> pretty strong compatibility. Yeah, no, they're. Com- I mean, they're complete opposite. But the the analysis I thought was spot on. Yeah. I want to hear um, it. Sagittarius is an impulsive, carefree, and risk taking soul. That is exactly what the methodical, tenacious, and careful Capricorn stands against. <laughs> the archer That's believes funny. in adventure and excitement, while the goat enjoys. Growing and rising in its comfort zone. Sagittarius is social, extroverted, and loves being in the company of other people. Capricorn, on the other hand, is reserved and enjoys peaceful solitude over a chaotic world. That's pretty spot on for me. I don't know about you, Ryan. How if that? Yeah, it. yeah. Social, extroverted, risk taker, yeah. adventurous, yeah. <laughs> impulsive. <laughs> we've got we've got a, a Sagittarius. Yeah. yeah. My one. My one. Th- quirk with these things is sometimes they're so vague that it's like come on like that like yeah, anyone can be yeah it apply like you can draw some sort of connection to it you know yeah that's true because i could i would also say methodical tenacious and careful is also me you know but maybe i'm just cuspy maybe i'm a li- or i have a capricorn moon see this is how you get around these things yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. there's oh. there's contributing factors oh, so at least okay. one space rock in whatever your moon <laughs> with a confirmed planet <laughs> confirmed planets yeah uh. 
I, um, I'm neither here nor there with it. Like I kind of believe and don't believe everything because, you know, I don't know things. But one thing that I've seen that is really funny with Zodiacs is like I'll have friends who like, I don't know, dated a Libra once. And then afterward, anytime anybody's a Libra, they're like, nope. that's Libra shit. And I'm like, so everybody <laughs> born in October is – like a oh, sullen wench. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> uh, it's funny, though. Well, Troy, what's the hope for us? What are, what's our love compa- compatibility? How are we going to bridge the gap? I guess just the cliche of opposites attract, I guess. I don't know. Dang. Yeah. Is that what it says? Does it say that they're compatible? Wait a minute. I, no. I clicked on Troy's link here. They're not. They're not. Sexual, chemi- sexual chemistry between Sagittarius and Capricorn is a cause for concern. Well, <laughs> What, like an HR concern. <laughs> compatibility is compatibility is twenty five percent. So that's oh. that's not good. Well, this bodes well for your friendship then. Our, right, yeah. our communications nice. only ten percent. So I guess oh, I, no. I guess I got to step up my Slack email. Game. Yeah, that's right. Well, Where are you guys most compatible? It says here that we're on different energy levels in the bedroom. And it's very difficult to gauge intimate requirements for each other. Oh my god! I'm seeing Troy, it says forty. I've been telling you this for a week. That's the highest forty percent. Wow. Uh, probably yes. just keep it to Slack and email. Then you don't even need get to go some, to the bedroom. Some <laughs> find some different signs out there, I guess. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah. If you're, you know. if you're out there and you hear this and you're a Capricorn dating a Sagittarius or vice versa, you might want to just end it now. Yeah. It's never going to get better. <laughs> Fire and earth apparently don't go well together. Yeah. Yeah. Communication That's unfortunate. is 10%. That's unfortunate. We have trouble just talking about anything. It's just it's hard. <laughs> yeah. Capricorn, who are you compatible with? Now I'm Now I'm feeling bad. It seems like... Seems like Capricorn needs to find. Maybe it's just other Capricorns. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Different kind of corns. What? There's uh, probably a chart out there. We know what Ryan and Troy are now. What are you? What are you, Tom? Taurus. You're a Taurus. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tauruses are, I think, supposed to be like kind of reliable, um, like easy to connect with people. Is that? Bullheaded, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, all. Uh, go ahead, Troy. Sorry. Sorry, I just looked up. My girlfriend is a Virgo. We've been together seven, almost eight years, and it says they're super compatible. So, hey, I don't know how. Uh, how does it know that? I don't know. But there we go. I'm also a Virgo, and I will say every time I read, like, a, what is a Virgo like? It just says we're obsessive and like to organize and clean things, which I'm like. Okay. That works. I think that's stressful for other people, but I I like color coding things. So Yeah. Zodiac compatibility chart. My wife, Heidi, is a is a Taurus. Best friend growing up, Taurus. Mother Virgo, nice. sister Virgo. Okay. No Capricorns in my life though. Thank, <laughs> thank God. Well, you got you got one now. <laughs> that's true. Oh I'm gonna man. learn how to love Capricorns. Yeah, we got to figure out how to flatten out this energy level in the bedroom, and then we'll yeah. be all right. Yeah. That's that's just how it is. Maybe Taurus. we could settle the be- settle the beef in a bear boxing knuckle match, something like that. <laughs> that's right. Capricorns <laughs> v. Sagittarius. Capricorn versus Sagittarius. This says Taurus Say no and more. Capricorn are the most compatible. Look at that. Um, and then Taurus and 
wait, hold on. Taurus and Cancer are the next most compatible. Let's see for Sagittarius. I'm just this is just a chart with percentages here, but Sagittarius is 93% with Aries and Leo. Oh, you like so those? So that's, that's the two. You like those bold, fiery fire, fire, ladies. Fire, fire, Aries and Leos. I don't know if I ever had any experience with those. Hmm. Hmm. Taurus, I, Taurus is me, people. If anybody's typically. listening to this who actually knows anything about Zodiac, yeah, they've already probably, turned it off. Like, these people are Yeah. Uh, no. Well, you know, it makes sense for Sagittarius to start talking about Sagittariusness, knowing absolutely nothing about it. Because the only thing that all Sagittariuses can agree on is that Sagittarius are the best zodiac sign because we're so humble. Mm-hmm. See how that works? I do see how that works. Wow. That's, yeah. <laughs> the best. They can't get mad at you so for being humble. eager to learn about your own sign. <laughs> exactly. Risk taker. Oh, nice. All right. That seems like it's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. Um, thanks, guys, for the, the fun birthday. This was cool. Yeah. 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 Happy birthday, Ryan. I appreciate it. I, I still I still hold up faith for Troy and I. I think we'll be okay. Seems like we're beating that 10% already. Mm. Yeah. We'll <laughs> we'll we'll work out the kinks. <laughs> Troy was willing to bring it to the table and communicate about it. So I, know. I think you yeah. two are gonna make it. Uh, th- there was a subtle there. He's like, um it's not us. It's just it's it's in the stars. It's literally the stars. It's, there's the stars. <laughs> there's too many stars in your constellation. It's it's wigging me out. It's not right. you. It's your sign. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Cool. Um, Want to thank Samana. Uh, we'll have a report next week, potentially for some float, for some float notes, if you will. Um, you can follow us at kitcaster.com forward slash Denver. Please subscribe to the show on Apple and Spotify. And we always uh, stream live on Tuesdays on YouTube as we get our YouTube subs out. So appreciate you guys listening. Um, and until then, have a, have a wonderful week, everybody. Bye. See you.